0: Divine Truth Interviews Jesus, Mary, and others are interviewed by members of the media and the public. Jesus is interviewed by Mary Magdalene on the topic of Divine Truth. The interview was held on the 5th of September 2013 in Kentucky, New South Wales, Australia. This is Session 3, Part
1: 2. Regarding Quality Mm 9... What does a soul-based understanding that divine truth does not hurt anyone or anything look like in my personal life?
0: Well, I I no longer am governed by the concept that truth results in pain. Mm -hmm. That's the primary way in which it affects my life. I see that any pain that I experience is not the result of truth, but rather the result of error leaving me. And so instead of um, denying painful processes, we are willing to accept painful processes as long as they are going to free us of the fear and pain that Mm -hmm. is within us. Mm -hmm. We accept these particular processes as a part of our existence until such a time as we are free of the pain, whether it be emotional or physical. We no longer see truth as the cause of it We see the error is the cause of it. We see the proper relationship between error and pain. Once we're in that condition, it changes the way in which we see most things that we experience. Because we we start seeing that pain is not something to be avoided, but something to be embraced and experienced. We don't choose to create it. Also, we we don't choose to create painful experiences. Mm -hmm but we choose to release painful emotions that have been from previous experiences that are painful. Ironically, a person who doesn't understand this relationship will continue to choose to create painful experiences. So in other words, because they're in denial of the truth, there is no way for them to create a more happy experience in their future. Because they're in in acceptance of the fear and pain-based experience and not releasing it, they then choose to make decisions based upon the suppression of this fear and pain-based experience. Mm -hmm. And that causes them to make more fear and pain-based experiences in their life. It's only the absorption of truth that allows this cycle to stop. So we would stop blaming our pain on knowing more truth. Mm -hmm. We would start to see the importance of absorbing more truth. And in fact, we would develop a passionate desire to know more truth because we have broken this internal belief, which is a false belief, that there is a relationship between pain and truth. Yeah. The pain and truth relationship does not exist. Mm-hmm. Right? It is not and has always is not God's truth and has always been a figment of our own imagination. There is a direct relationship between error and pain. That does exist. And we need to come to accept that from an emotional perspective that this relationship exists. Mm -hmm. Now, when we understand that relationship, that error is the result of all of our pain, Mm -hmm. and as a result, when we release error, we're going to have to release pain, we then start to um, accept the process of the release of pain. We no longer desire to get involved in situations or events that cause us to suppress our pain or that causes to suppress the error we no longer accept beliefs that causes us to suppress error mm-hmm. we no longer desire to have error within us
2: mm-hmm. as
0: we did before we no longer support error in our environment or our community or our worldwide belief systems we we confront those errors instead because we realize they are all the re- they are all the causes of our pain
2: currently
1: mm-hmm. So, presumably, that means that we don't choose to suppress truth in any situation because we know that it's not um, divine truth, never hurts anyone or anything. Exactly. And if it happens to expose error, then that's going to be the best thing for everyone yes.
0: involved. and we, we know it's the best thing because we've experienced that in our personal life and we know it's the best thing. So, so instead of engaging a process where we're telling this person a white lie so that they can avoid that particular truth and saying a white lie here or a black lie there in order <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: to, to support you know the, the person in their error-based position and help them avoid pain, we, we even see helping a person avoid pain as a error-based position Mm -hmm. because we realise that pain and suffering is error based on, all based on error. So we don't support their suppression of pain. We want to help them release it. So we would not even encourage the development of drugs that supported the suppression of pain. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We would instead encourage the development of drugs that supported the release of pain if there were such a thing. (laughs) And we, we would choose... To engage our life in this really positive manner of sharing the truth all the time, never being afraid of the truth, never, be, never avoiding the truth in public experience or in public life or in our private life. We'd never avoid truth in our relationship with our relationship with our parents, children, our partner. We would always be telling the truth. When they ask us what we feel, we'd always say what we feel, even if what we feel isn't very nice at the time. Yeah. We would do it in a manner that is not blaming them or criticising them or dumping on them, but we would choose to do it because that's what truth would do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Error wouldn't do that.
2: Yeah.
0: Error would compound the error.
2: Yeah.
0: Error would say another lie and cover over the previous one. Yeah. That's what error would do. We wouldn't choose to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so on that in that vein, there are some examples from our notes. So when we had a soul-based understanding that divine truth would never hurt anyone or anything, we would feel that withholding divine truth is harmful to everyone and everything around us. We would feel Can we
0: can we talk about that? Go ahead. Great. So so what what I see happening a lot on the planet is that people say, people acknowledge that telling the truth is a powerful thing. But they feel that uh, it should only be engaged under certain conditions. Mm-hmm. And one of the conditions they feel it should be engaged is when the person wants it all the time. But living in harmony with truth means that you will want it all the time.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. So that means that everything you do will be harmonious with truth all the time. In every interaction you have with any other person, you will always be in harmony with truth all the time. The persons around you will learn that if they're going to interact with you, they're going to have to interact with truth all the time. And the reason why you choose to do this is because you love them, not because you're afraid of them or because you're afraid of their emotions or you're afraid of your own emotional experience. Or that
1: you want them to feel bad even. Or that
0: you want them to feel bad, but just because you love them. You know that it's the error that's in them that causes their pain. Mm -hmm. And as such, you wouldn't avoid telling them the truth when you had the opportunity. Now, if you started telling them the truth and they said, I don't want to hear that, well, that's okay. That's their choice and decision. Then you would not tell them. But if you were forced to be with them in any way, you'd probably you, you would choose to leave because you 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 couldn't suppress your own desire to tell the truth yeah. under all circumstances. Yeah. So if somebody said to you, look, I don't want to hear that and you say, No worries, I don't want to be with you either. <laughs> mm. Because you'd understand that that just being with them in the state where you're having to shut down truth is not in your or their best interest. It's going to create hurt. Yeah. And so you wouldn't even choose to stay in situations like that mm-hmm. unless it was forced upon you. Mm-hmm. So there's some really big issues there that people like can confront if they fully feel that truth has this power to, to free and make you happy rather than cause hurt.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, another thing. I feel that when I compromise divine truth, I harm others as well as myself. Yes. So it's not just that withholding divine truth is harmful it's actually compromising it
0: yes so every time i choose to make a compromise with error i realize that that creates some kind of harm to both myself and to anybody else who has been a part of the compromise
1: so could we give some examples of that
0: well, let's say I know the truth that you. Let's say you were married, and, and I know your partner's cheated on you, and I'm his mate, mm-hmm. and I know he's cheated on you because I, I, he told me about it, but he never told you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, my compromising with this truth and not telling you and not telling him to tell you or giving time to tell you and then and tell you myself if
1: if he didn't if take he didn't, that opportunity. Yeah,
0: I am compromising truth. In compromising truth, I am compounding the error. So not only now will you be upset with him because he never told you the truth and he did something that was, that was you know, betrayal, mm-hmm. but also you'll feel the error of my betrayal. Yeah. There's an additional pain that you will experience as a result that you didn't have to experience yes. right, as a result of my choice to compromise the truth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is the result all the time. We see this happening in people's day-to-day lives all the time where they compromise one truth and it just compounds the error and then it causes another error, another emotion, another pain to be created. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Mm. So it happens
0: all the time. Mm. Mm.
1: Okay. When I understand that divine truth does not hurt anyone or anything, I feel I'm working in harmony with all of God's laws when I'm in harmony with truth.
0: Yes, because all of God's laws are truth, so we can interchangeably use the term law with the term truth. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Once we understand this relationship that that truth and law is the same thing, then we will no longer want to compromise the truth because we understand that all laws are based around truth. And so therefore, we know that every time we engage the truth, we're engaging the law in a positive direction. Just like every time we engage love, we're engaging the law in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. And this means that we're working in harmony with the law. Now, when we're working in harmony with the law, there are positive benefits every time. When we work in disharmony with the law, there are negative consequences every time. Mm -hmm. So we understand that every time we engage the truth, we're working in harmony with law and there's always going to be a positive consequence, even if we can't see it right now is always going to be a positive consequence. Yeah, Hmm.
1: yeah, awesome. Okay, I feel when I tell the truth, it allows the free will of each person to the greatest extent possible.
0: Yes, so there is this beautiful relationship between telling the truth and allowing people to make choice. When you withhold the truth, you've already made the decision for them. Yep. This is something that we don't understand on the planet well. When you decide to withhold a truth from someone else that you know that they don't know, you're making a decision that they cannot cope with the truth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've already made a choice for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not honouring this gift of free will anymore.
1: And you're also not honouring their capability to deal with truth, are you? Yes. You're saying you're, you're, you can't handle it. You're
0: basically you're, being you're condescending.
1: condescending. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because you're basically saying to the person, they can't handle the truth. Mm. <laughs> right? God created us to handle truth it 's the error that 's painful yeah. that we don 't handle very well, yeah. but the truth God created us to handle with with a breeze you know with simplicity and every time we say to, when every time we withhold the truth from another person we 're basically telling them that they 're not capable of dealing with the truth
2: mm-hmm.
0: and therefore they're not what God created them to be
1: mm.
0: and so that 's a very damaging thing to teach them.
1: Mm. 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 Okay, I feel when I withhold truth, I am harming free will of others and addicted to living in fear.
0: Yes, so that's very much related to that previous discussion we just had. Yeah, And that is that when I tell the person the truth, I, I let them make their own choice.
2: Yeah.
0: When I withhold the truth, I'm, I'm living in my own fear, mm-hmm. but also I am stopping them from having a choice available. Yeah. or trying to reduce their ability to have a choice available. And that's going to be very, very damaging to them. So, so, so telling the truth gives them choice. Yes. Withholding the truth removes
1: choice. Yes. So like in your previous example of the wife who's been cheated on by her husband, yes. if that, with, that truth is withheld from her for 20 years, that's 20 years of her life where she didn't have the option to make a more informed decision about her relationship.
0: Exactly. So it's 20 years she may finish up finding out the truth after 20 years mm-hmm. and, that, and she will feel like it's 20 years wasted. Mm. And she'll be very upset with anybody who knew the truth mm. other than her husband who didn't tell her.
2: Mm-hmm. She'll
0: be pretty upset with her husband not telling her. Yeah. But she'll also be very upset with anybody who knew the truth around her who didn't tell her because mm-hmm. they have basically wasted, they've been a part of her wasting 20 years of her life. Yeah.
2: Yeah, sorry.
0: Yep. <laughs> so so what, we finish up, what we finish up seeing under those circumstances is withholding the truth sometimes causes just as much damage as telling a person the error. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. In that example we were just discussing, the woman knowing the truth when it happened... Helps gives her the opportunity to deal with the error within her. Yes, and to make better free will choices. Yes, but it also allows the possibility of the husband yes. to confront his error more and his fully. guilt. Yep, and his guilt and the reasons why he took that action. Yes, whereas when we uh, allow the lie, if you like, and everyone doesn't talk about it, there's less um, there's less feedback to him to actually confront him with how out of harmony with not life, only his is there less feedback
0: happen. about confrontation he's also getting his mates and friends agree with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Tacitly or overtly, yeah.
0: Both, yeah, probably both. Yeah. And when that happens, they're basically agreeing that he shouldn't tell his wife. Yeah. They're basically agreeing with the uh, uh, desire to restrict the choice from the wife. Mm-hmm. They're agreeing to the wife being controlled by something she doesn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. They're agreeing to the husband being out of harmony with love. And so, of course, there's going to be some negative consequences to these agreements.
1: Well, certainly. And that's the other thing that the truth would expose. Not only would it give the wife the capacity to deal with things and make choices, would confront the husband, but also it would confront all of those in agreement with Mm -hmm. the husband surrounding their own error. Yes, and And
0: their own belief systems about cheating on their partners and their own belief systems about whether that's allowable or whether you should fully disclose it when it happened. Their own belief systems about what honesty entails Mm -hmm. in a relationship would all be confronted.
1: And that, in fact, would assist their partners to make more informed decisions as well. And, and also so,
0: have some trust in their relationship if they chose to make some positive choices in that yeah, regard. Yeah. yeah.
1: So sometimes I see, like, I feel like the truth is like a big love bomb that can go off <laughs> and it has all these shockwaves that go yeah. out and, effect, has the potential to expose error, which actually has the potential for more love to grow. And more happiness to be situations. eventually obtained. Yeah, yes. with all these people. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, all right, next one. Um, so soul-based understanding that divine truth does not hurt anyone or anything. So I would feel that when others feel hurt by the truth, they are simply out of harmony with love of themselves.
0: Exactly. This is a very big thing. A lot of people withdraw from any interaction with another because the other person feels hurt and violently expresses their hurt. Now, my response to such action is, no, you feel hurt because you just don't want to accept the truth. And the reason why you don't want to accept the truth is because you want to avoid the pain of the error releasing you. That's yeah. the only reason why you're upset now.
2: Yeah.
0: It's not my fault you're upset. It's, it's your choice to avoid your pain yeah. th- that causes you being upset. That's the only reason. And so I don't take on the blame of other people's response to hearing truth that I've delivered. Mm-hmm. Now, a person who's in harmony with truth would never take on the blame that other people try to apportion to them for hearing the truth. Mm-hmm. They would never take on the blame. Mm-hmm. They would always see that the, that the pain the person is experiencing is the choice of their own desire for the error yeah. rather than the happiness that could result from them accepting the truth.
1: I was just thinking about an example. I don't know if you remember this. We had lunch a little while ago with a man who wasn't listening to divine truth teachings, but he told us about an experiment that he'd done some 20 years ago with just telling the truth in all situations. And no sooner had he made this decision, well, you know, I think truth's important, so I'm going to tell the truth, his neighbour came over, uh, knocked on the door, and handed him a cake uh, as a gift. And... um, he accepted the gift and a couple of days later she came back and said, what did you think of the cake? And he said, oh, I've got to tell the truth. I actually didn't like it that very much. And he told us that 20 years, she's still his neighbour, and 20 years later she still begrudges him yeah. saying that he didn't like the cake. And yes. he actually gave up the experiment of telling the truth. Um, for because, that reason. Yeah, well, perhaps for a few for other probably reasons. many
0: more reasons. But, uh, <laughs> he found
1: it was too traumatic. But this idea that... Um,
0: well, firstly... He was unable to experience his own emotion, firstly. So the whole reason why he stopped doing that was because he didn't like to feel the attack.
1: He took on the blame, didn't he?
0: he? Well, not only... No, I don't think he took on the blame because emotionally he still believes he did the right thing. But he just felt that other people can't cope with it. And because he feels that and is willing to modify the truth because of that, he attracts that all the time. So in other words, whenever he tells the truth... Other people around him can't cope with it because of this emotion he has within him saying, you won't be able to cope with this, you won't be able to cope with this, and I'm going to get afraid of you when you can't cope with (laughs) this. And it's his own fear of other people not being able to cope with the truth that causes him to revert back to the lie. Mm -hmm. Now, if he was more, if he had more integrity to the truth, he would go, no, this woman's 20-year... Grudge. begrudge, (laughs) begrudgment of him telling the truth is her emotion mm-hmm. that she is unwilling to feel. Yeah. She asked him, was it nice? She wanted to hear, yes, it was. Yeah. But he was willing to tell her the truth. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a lovely thing because she's <laughs> going to keep making cakes for yeah. 20 years yeah. and then think they're all nice. Yeah. And most people around her are going to think they're terrible yeah. and not tell her, yeah. right? And eventually <laughs> at some point in the future, she'll find she spent 20 years making cakes that were <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And she'll find People out... People have
1: been giving it to the chooks the chickens. Yeah, exactly. And
0: she'll find out the truth, which will be much more extreme than it was just having one person tell her. Yes. If one person tells her, she has the ability to change the recipe yeah. and make it more tasty.
1: But the fact that she still <laughs> is holding on to hurt and hasn't changed her recipe, that's showing a fair amount of resistance, isn't it, to totally. uh, experience lots, of emotion?
0: Lots of resistance yeah. to the experience of emotional pain. And lots of resistance to understanding that actually she doesn't make a nice cake, which is the main feeling she's avoiding, right? And and she's basically avoiding that feeling, that she doesn't make a nice cake. It would be far better if she felt the feeling. Oh well, I mustn't make a very nice cake. Have a good cry about it if she wants to cry about such things.
1: Oh, perhaps then, she's got some emotional investment. <laughs> well, in she feeling probably has. A good woman makes a good cake or something. Something like that.
0: <laughs> but if she let go of the emotional investment, she'd go, "Okay, I'm going to find a, I'm going to find a <laughs> cake." that I can take to the next-door neighbour and say... And he goes, wow, that was the best cake I've ever yeah. tasted. You know, that would be a nice goal instead of holding on to the grudge for 20 years.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so in the end, him telling her the truth would have helped her yeah. and would have helped many people other than her because yeah. many people other than her don't have to put up with bad
2: cakes <laughs> yeah.
0: as well. It would have helped. But, but she chose... Mm. She chose, through the denial of her emotion... She chose to have a different experience. She chose to avoid the truth. Mm-hmm. She chose to avoid her emotions. And then because she chose that and instead got angry with him, mm-hmm. he chose to avoid the truth yeah. because of people getting angry with him about it. Yeah. So he made a compromise now mm-hmm. about the truth. He was afraid of people's anger and now that's getting triggered. He now is compromising the truth. And so now he will get hurt by the compromise of truth. His soul mm. will degrade in its condition and other people will feel hurt from his compromise of truth.
1: And he's actually associating the anger with truth rather than the anger with emotional error. Exactly. And his truthful actions being loving. Exactly. And exposing error. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So he is, has an internal belief that the truth hurts. Yeah. Otherwise he would not make such associations. Yeah. He would never avoid telling the truth just because it appears to hurt somebody or they claim it hurts them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the next on our list is I do not try to embellish the truth or make it more palatable so that people will accept it.
0: Yes, this is something I see happening frequently. People don't understand that the universal truth in its pure form is the best possible thing in all circumstances. If you try to embellish it and make it more than what it is, you are in fact making it less than what it is every time. And in fact, you are almost demonstrating an arrogance towards God. Mm. You are basically saying that God's truth doesn't have the power that it has. And by you embellishing it or softening it, it's going to have more power. Mm -hmm. And that is completely false completely false that any more power will result from your embellishment or your pandering and making it seem nicer than it really is. Yes, God never does that yes. and when we choose to be in harmony with God's truth we never do that.
2: Yes.
0: This compromise in fact is a compromise of arrogance where we believe we're poss- we can make it better than it looks mm-hmm. when reality is the truth is Fully explain is always the best it can possibly be.
1: Yeah, and it makes me think about uh, some years ago when you first started doing bigger public seminars, and we attracted some people who would say things to you like, "You're too direct with people, mate. You know, you've got to you've got to ease them into it a bit rather than just saying." Yeah, which is really quite condescending to the audience, isn't it? Very. And it also uh, displays a belief that you have to sort of. Um, pander to people before they'll open up. Exactly, which means that they already have a lot of demands. Exactly, it?
0: which all means they already have a lot of emotional areas should already be confronting.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> and also surrounding uh, the way we video things and record things. People saying, "Oh, you need music, and you need." Big production and polish. And while these days we have a few lights, we still just start the video camera rolling and just record anything and everything that happens. Exactly. Yeah. Which is us kind of honoring this idea that the truth doesn't need embellishment, even the truth of our day to day lives doesn't need to be polished over. No. Cuz when we approach God more and more the in closeness in our relationship with God, things naturally become a lot smoother and yes. a lot more pretty, don't they? Yes. Yeah.
0: So we don't want to waste people's time. We we want to present f- clear information and clear facts. But but we also want to do it in such a manner that it's real, that it is not based around a facade. We don't want to create an image. We Mm -hmm. want to leave it be what it actually is. Mm -hmm. This is how God is with us. God wants us to be the person we actually are. So every time I try to embellish the truth or pander to people's desire to create a facade, what I'm actually doing is believing the truth hurts. Mm -hmm. I'm believing the truth has some kind of negative thing. It doesn't. It's always positive. It's always better to present things as they actually occurred. And this is where, like, the majority of people in the media don't understand that at all. The majority of people, uh, you know, who live on the planet don't understand that at all now. They all want the facade many times. Mm -hmm. And they want the facade because they want the facade in their own life because it covers over a whole heap of emotional experiences that they'd be better off experiencing, but they choose not to because they're afraid of the pain of it. So it's far better to just be frank, upfront, direct, straightforward, clear, a bell, right, you know, as it's happening than it is to pander to all these other experiences. So there's no need to make fancy things this and fancy things that. There's just a need to be clear
2: because
0: mm-hmm. it, it's the clarity that has the power.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, final one, which is related to our previous one. I feel that when I try to embellish truth... I'm not honoring God, the creator of truth.
0: Yes. So if we understand that divine truth is God's truth, God's truth belongs to God, every time I compromise it, every time I try to embellish it, every time I try to put a facade on it, every time I try, time I try to manipulate it in some way to make it more palatable to the listener, all I'm doing is demonstrating my dishonor of God. That's really all I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm showing God that I dishonor God in that process.
1: So I'm arrogant with God and I'm distancing myself from From God. God So if
0: I want to have a relationship with God while at the same time dishonoring God, the relationship's not going to go very well. No. It would be honoring of God to tell the truth as it is. But only the truth that you know is God's truth. Mm -hmm. That's honoring God. And when you have a personal opinion that you might not be God's truth... Say you've got a personal opinion, that's honoring God. This is my personal opinion, very different to what I know to be God's truth at this point. Yeah. So, so when we do that, we are actually demonstrating that we understand that we are in this very limited condition and God's in this infinite condition of knowing true, all truth. We are in this very limited condition of knowing a very, very minor part of truth. And when we honor that fact by telling the truth that God has already shown us to be true... Mm-hmm. We're honouring that fact. We're showing people, no, I honour the fact that this is a God's truth,
2: yeah.
0: not my own. Yeah. And I'm honouring that even though sometimes I feel like I don't want to tell it. <laughs> yes. you know, I'm afraid for some reason I yeah. don't want to tell it. I'm still going to honour it because it's God's truth and it's that important. Yeah. Without it, no change can occur. Without it, no happiness can come. Without it, no love can be felt. Mm-hmm. I need to say it when it's there, yeah. as it is in its unadulterated form. Mm. So this is a very important part of understanding this principle that God's truth does not hurt.
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh, just in looking back over the notes that I've sort of been drawing from, everything that we've discussed here, when we have a soul-based understanding that God's truth doesn't hurt, there's a feeling within us of all of these points that we've discussed. Yes. Every, every um, point that we've raised begins with, I feel, feel that.
0: So in other words, I feel I can't withhold the truth. Yeah. I feel it with all my heart that I can't do it. Because it, I know. Even it's... though sometimes I'd like to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. the feeling in me drives me.
1: Yeah. To, and it's a loving it. feeling, not a feeling of yes. wanting dominance or power. It's a feeling of, yep. no, withholding the truth is actually going to affect people's free will negatively. Yes. Yeah.
0: And if the feeling does not drive me, then it means the truth is not in my heart yet.
1: Mm-mm.
0: It's just in my head. That's what it means.
1: And in those instances, I have to be very conscious of what feeling is in my heart driving mm. me to speak, don't yes. I?
0: Yes, yes. Because often it will be dri- driven by some avoidance of another emotion. Yep. And or some desire to attack somebody with the truth or some other motivation. When we truly feel the truth in our heart, we're driven by it without any ulterior motive, without any desire to harm, without any desire to attack, just with a desire to help.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Quality 10. What do you mean when you say, divine truth does not allow the lie no matter what the price?
0: Well, if if we see so far, we've only discussed 10 qualities of the 14 so far, but if we see so far that divine truth is extremely important Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in so many areas of our life and it's so important for our happiness, then we would not desire to suppress it in any way if we understood its importance. And so one of these qualities of divine truth is that it does not allow the lie without correction. So if you think of God's laws, all of God's laws are truths and all all of God's truths are laws. Mm -hmm. As a result, every single law has a certain type of operation. It has an operation of what happens when you live in harmony with it and what happens when you live in disharmony with it. Now, Whenever the operation of the law is engaged, the operation of the truth is engaged, this quality lets us see that there is always a negative consequence, not only to the individual but also often globally, to a person maintaining the error. And there is always a positive consequence if the person knows the truth. In other words, maintains the law. The negative consequence exists when they break the law the positive consequence exists when they maintain the law or mm-hmm. live in agreement or in harmony with the law. Since, we, this, since this is a quality of divine truth, divine truth does not ever allow the error-based position to exist without confrontation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? It doesn't mean that it forces confrontation. So it doesn't take violent action against the confrontation, yeah. as we've learned in a previous, previous. E- example of what, one of the qualities of divine truth. But it will never, ever allow the confrontation to not occur or compromise to avoid the confrontation. The law always exists and it will have its result. Now, as such, it doesn't allow a lie. It doesn't allow the lie to continue without addressing the lie, without confronting the lie in some way. Just the very existence of truth confronts the lie in some way because it's a law. And therefore, whenever a lie is told that, ex- that is about that particular law, there is a negative consequence for telling the lie about the law. Mm-hmm. And so this beautiful quality of divine truth is that it doesn't continue to allow lies to exist. It always exposes the truth and eventually destroys the lies through eroding the lie eventually. And this is something that we need to understand on the planet properly, because The majority of people believe that error, including religious, political or emotional error, can be maintained within the soul permanently. And it's impossible Mm. because God's truth always has this quality of confronting the error over and over and over and over and over and over over again. The error cannot stand forever. It must be destroyed at some point. That's the way God's truth works. Now, it doesn't destroy the error by forcing the truth upon it. It destroys the error just by exposing it, by exposing the error every time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and even if whole society, even if the whole world wants to maintain the error, sooner or later, God's law, God's truth, will have an effect on the error of exposing it, mm-hmm. sooner or later. It may take one year, thousand years, 10,000 years, a million years even, possibly. Depends on our resistance of how open we are to receiving it as to how long it takes. But eventually the error will be exposed. So God's truth never allows the lie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, if we understood that from a universal perspective as well as a personal perspective, it would change our life.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So a person in harmony with divine truth will not lie for any reason?
0: Never. Never lie for any reason. They would understand that every time a lie is told, there is always an emotional reason why the lie is told.
1: Right. So an emotion we're avoiding experiencing within us is driving a lie.
0: Yes. It's a fear-based emotion that Mm -hmm. needs to come out of us. That's the only thing that will motivate us to lie. Mm -hmm. It, It also... If we understood that, we would never choose to lie. We might mistakenly tell a lie. In other words, tell something that we later on find was not true. Mm -hmm. But we'd also want to correct that if we could.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and we would never desire to withhold truth from others either. No. So different to an outright lie. Also, we would never simply withhold something that I knew was affecting your life.
0: Yes, God never withholds the truth of our experience from us. Mm -hmm. Every single law has an operation whether we want to maintain ignorance to it or not. So in other words, the law of gravity, as an example, a physical law that determines our physical existence, it determines the truth in every possible moment of our existence here on earth, right? Mm -hmm. It never lies to us, but it always exposes any lie. In other words, if we believe we can go flying off of a building, The belief doesn't last for very long. (laughs) We hit the ground, we die generally, and we realize, no, that wasn't possible. So the belief cannot, the false belief cannot be maintained for a very long point in time, physically. Unfortunately, when it comes to emotionally and spiritually, we can maintain false beliefs for very long periods of time, but not without hurting ourselves, Mm -hmm. because every truth or law has a consequence for it not being upheld. And this is the beauty of the truth. Sooner or later, the painful, suffering-based experience will expose to us the error of what we believe, Mm. the error of what we think is true but is not.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, A person living in divine truth will not make a decision affecting another's free will.
0: Yes, so we've already discussed free will to a degree, but if I made a decision that forced my decision upon you without your free will being involved, then I would basically, through that process, not be honouring the truth about your will. Mm -hmm. Now, God's truth always honours the truth. It doesn't honour the lie. I would actually be, by me trying to force your will, I would be telling you through the imposition, I'd be telling you that I that you have to do what I want, mm. that for some reason your will is not your own and you cannot choose to do what you want. You have to do what I have decided you need to do. Now, God has never made that choice for you. And so if I make that choice for you, I'm basically lying to you.
2: Yeah.
0: And I, if, I, if I upheld truth, I would never do that. Mm. I, would never, I would always say to you, you know, you're allowed to make your own choice here even if it's in complete disharmony with God's truth, you're allowed to make the choice.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And I would uphold your ability to make the choice, even though I may not uphold your choice. Mm -hmm. So in other words, I might not agree with or support your choice through my actions or even through my words. Mm -hmm. But emotionally, I would support your ability to make the choice.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, within this truth, that divine truth does not allow the lie, no matter what the price, we can see that a life lived in harmony with this would mean uh, that we honour truthfulness and we never allow lies, not only in our words, but in our, in our feelings and actions.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So we would never want to lie to ourselves about our own feelings. Mm-hmm. We would never want to lie to another about our own feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We would never want to lie to another about what we feel from them. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We would never want to lie to another about how, um, you know, when they want us to feel things that we do not. So there is a whole series of things that we would no longer be able to do if if we understood that God's truth does not allow the lie.
1: Does not allow the lie.
0: Mm.
1: A a final point that we had under this um, truth was that if we project unloving emotions at a messenger of truth then we will have additional emotional injuries.
0: Yes. In other words, whenever we project unloving emotions, and let's define them, any emotions that are violent in their nature, anger-based emotions, frustration, fear, and all those emotions are unloving emotions. Whenever we project unloving emotions at a messenger of truth, we are basically saying that we want them to lie.
1: Yeah. We're using our will to, dis- to say, lie to me.
0: Yeah, you're basically saying, lie to me, lie to me. I don't want to hear the truth. Lie to me. And whenever they don't lie to you, you're willing to punish them for not mm. lying to you. That's generally the case.
1: It's quite different from just passively saying, oh, I don't want to look at truth. Exactly. It's saying, when truth enters my sphere...
0: Yep, which I'm going to attract at all times because God's universal laws are all truthful.
1: Yep. <laughs> then I'm pushing back and I'm saying, violently, don't do that. Yes. So it's there's. I can see how there'd be additional emotional injuries. It's not just my passive state. I'm actively, actively. harming another person. With, and myself. And myself with this desire to reject truth.
0: Correct. Yeah. Not only that, I'm not realising in that particular place that by, by having this feeling that I have towards the other person, lie to me, I am actually creating a world that will lie to me, mm. that has a desire to lie to me. And this is the main reason why we see the majority of the world wanting to lie to each other. Politicians wanting to lie to the populace, religious people wanting to lie about what they know and what they don't know. Um, We see it with regard to the economic system. Government's not telling people the truth because every one of us wants to hear the lie. Mm -hmm. We want to hear that the 10 grand that we've got sitting in our bank account is actually worth 10 grand. (laughs) We don't want to hear that it's worth nothing. (laughs) We want to hear certain things. And so we want the lie. Mm -hmm. And this is our problem, is that whenever we want the lie, we are basically saying, and not honouring the fact, that the entire universe is operating around giving us truth. And yet we're wanting a lie. Mm. We're wanting to hear the lie instead. And then when we get the lie, how can we be upset that we got it? Yeah. We wanted it in the first place.
2: Yeah.
0: We demonstrated by our resistance to the truth, by our desire to punish a person telling us the truth, we are demonstrating that we wanted the lie in the first place. Mm-hmm. So give an example. Lance Armstrong was a, a bike rider and he, he I think he had 7 or 8 Tour de France wins or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: During that entire time people asked him whether he was on drugs. He said no. Everyone wanted to hear the lie. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to hear that he wasn't on drugs. When he came out and told the truth that he was on drugs the entire time, everyone gets upset with him. How dare they? <laughs> They all wanted to hear the lie in the first place, yeah. right? He could have told the truth right at the beginning, but imagine the uproar, <laughs> right, then. You know, once he, uh, if he... He would have been prevented from even riding in the next seven bike races if he won one Tour de France mm-hmm. and then re- acknowledged that he was on drugs as a result, you know, during it. So you see, we want to hear the lie. We want to believe that everything's fine when it's not. Yeah. Right? And then when somebody tells us the truth, what do we do? We punish them.
2: Mm.
0: And of course they're not going to want to tell us the truth when they get punished for telling us the truth. And this action starts at a very, very young age. Most children get punished for telling the truth at some point in their life, mm. sometimes violently punished for telling the truth. What we're telling our children under those circumstances is we want them to lie. Yeah. We, we want them to you know, never expose the truth to us. That's what we want. Right? And our own hypocrisy in getting angry with somebody who tells us the truth is just amazing. Yeah. And it's just as hypocritical as not being angry with a person who tells us a lie. Yeah. Right? So they're both very hypocritical ta- actions to take. What we need to do instead is understand that everyone has emotional reasons for lying and until they release those emotional reasons, they're going to continue lying. And one of their emotional reasons for lying is they're afraid of telling the truth because they're going to get punished. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And we have to look within us as to why we want to punish people who tell us the truth. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: We need to examine the reason inside of us why we wish to punish people who tell us the truth. And that is driven by a lot by the fact that we like hearing the lie Mm -hmm. because we want to believe it for some reason.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking about that in relation to common media. Mm. I mean, these kind of shows, these um, current affairs shows, that are there's about three or four of them that are on in Australia in the 6 to 7pm time slot during the week. And a lot of them just peddle uh, very sensationalist kind or, of...
0: Or direct lies.
1: Or direct lies. Mm. Uh, stories. Mm. And they are obviously afraid that if they tell the truth, people will change the channel.
0: Or not be interested. It yeah. won't be as sensational as the lie they told. Yeah. And so the person might not be interested and most of them might not watch telly anymore and then they'll get no advertising and so they're afraid of all these things.
1: Yeah. But people obviously want that lie because they yes. choose to tune in. Yes. That's a high ratings time and these people have these slots because a lot of people watch TV at those times. Yes. Whereas others among us just don't watch mm-hmm. because we don't like the lie. Yeah. Um... But obviously the, a vast majority of the population does want these lies. Yes.
0: Yeah. And this is a big uh, problem with the planet at the moment. There is a vast majority of the worldwide population that likes receiving the lie yeah. because they like lying to themselves. Yeah. They don't, and why do we like lying to ourselves? Because we do not want to experience the painful emotions
1: mm.
0: once the truth exposes the lie.
1: And in the previous uh, question today, we've been talking about fear Mm. and how truth exposes fear. Mm. And when we're presented with lies, we just get to keep believing that fear is the truth. Exactly. Rather than actually confronting our fears, don't we? Exactly. We
0: get to not have to experience our fears. Yeah. Not have to experience our emotional pain. Mm. And that's why we want the lie. Yeah. We, 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 We think that in having the lie, we're going to avoid. The reality is, we don't in the long run avoid anything. In yeah. fact, what we do is we create more pain. Mm. So when the truth is actually exposed... So in Lance Amchon's case, seven Tour de France's, all with drugs, when the truth was exposed, everyone's terribly upset. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that everyone prevented him from lying in the first place by being terribly upset about hearing the truth.
1: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Why would you be terribly upset about hearing that someone's doped themselves in order to ride a bike So You dope yourself half the day with your pain <laughs> trying to avoid things in your life personally. How can you then expect a person who's in, the, who's in a you know, public sphere to not dope himself when you do it every day just to avoid your own personal pain?
1: Mm-hmm. But isn't there an issue with him presenting himself uh, as a drug-free person and then... Not um, a
0: difference than the person on earth who's, who's doping themselves every day with Panadol... Presenting themselves as a drug-free person.
1: Mm. Mm. <laughs> you
0: know, the reality is they're not a drug-free person.
2: Mm. And,
0: and to be frank, I doubt whether there's many people on the planet in the Western world who are d- drug-free people.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and it's ludicrous to believe that such a thing is possible given our current circumstances and our current belief systems. Mm-hmm. Most of us want to avoid pain. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Most of us want to use drugs to get over pain. So, of course, there's going to be people in sporting life doing it. There's going to be people in political life doing it. There's going to be even religious people doing it. There's going to be all sorts of people doing it. Why why do we expect any different? Hmm. Unless we change our desire for truth, it's not going to be different. They're all going to cover it all over, not tell us the truth about it. And eventually we might find out. And then we all get in an uproar, what, are, what hypocrites? Why, why are we an uproar? Yeah. We didn't want the truth in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> I often
1: feel that about us being open about our identity mm. um, and how we attract certain people saying you shouldn't talk about it yes. because then more people would listen to you. Yes. But that's actually encouraging us to tell a lie exactly. about ourselves. Um, Because it feels like when we are honest about who we are, it exposes a lot of fear in people. They say, oh, can we trust? I've had past painful experiences where I've trusted people who weren't honest or I've heard that globally there's been things where people have said they're Jesus and they haven't been trustworthy people. Mm -hmm. So it exposes a lot of fear and I think people have the opportunity to actually work through those fears and decide from a love-based perspective if we are trustworthy. Mm. But most people don't even want to engage that process.
0: No, because they feel that feeling their fear is too painful an experience. And so what they do is they deny their fear and they want the lie instead. So they want to, the lie, me to say, oh, no, no, I'm not Jesus, but I'm just Alan John Miller, yeah. you know, and give them the lie. In that way they go, oh, you beauty, is Alan John Miller. Oh, I can listen to him now.
1: Yeah. And even we see with media um, representations of us, largely the media's chosen to um, take a very untruthful um, perspective Mm. of us, like tell lies about us. Mm. And a lot of people have accepted that without question Mm. and attacked us. Mm -hmm. But when people are more honest in the media about us, that we don't seem to be power-hungry or controlling people or any of these things, mm-hmm. then we've observed those media outlets begin to get attacked by their Correct. viewers.
0: Which means their viewers don't actually want to hear the truth in the first place.
1: They don't <laughs> want to experience any fear or no. any um, negative emotion. That
0: Well, they don't even want to know that there might be a nice guy who's claiming to be Jesus that's <laughs> actually nice on the planet. Yeah. They don't want to even know that. Yeah. They don't, because they believe everybody who's claiming to be Jesus can't be nice. Yeah. Right. And and that's not true. It's only their supposition. Mm-hmm. But, but they don't want to hear the truth about our life even because they already believe a whole heap of things they want to believe and they don't want their beliefs confronted.
2: Mm.
0: There will be pain when their beliefs are confronted. The reality is once they start realising that they, they believe a whole heap of things about us that were false and once they start recognising the reasons why they believed all these things that were false... They will have quite a lot of pain to experience emotionally,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: and they'll feel about that. But, but unfortunately, that's the results of a person who doesn't, who who wants to believe the lie,
2: yeah.
1: who's
0: and who shoots the messenger of truth.
1: Yeah. So even even them wishing to believe lies about us will have consequences. But of course, because it's the same
0: a- as wishing to believe lies about anybody. Yeah, it has consequences.
1: Then wishing to attack. Journalists or media outlets that wish to be truthful not just about us but about other things. Exactly. There's negative consequences upon the soul for that as of well. Of course,
0: including yeah. that you're going to be told lies in the future and that's gonna hurt at some point.
1: <laughs> yeah, when the lies are exposed <laughs> when eventually yeah. you'll feel bad. Yeah. 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 So
0: you know, you have things like the British media going through this big exposure of of, you know, all the things that they phone were doing, tapping, phone tapping, um, all these other yeah. things that they finished that they lied about and so forth. And, and everyone's in an uproar about it. Uh, but, but the reality is the majority of people liked what they heard at the time.
1: They bought the newspaper. They bought
0: the newspaper. They wanted to hear it. They wanted to hear the lie. And they need to examine within themselves the reason why they wanted to hear the lie.
2: Mm.
0: And it's not a nice reasons, generally, that you want to hear the lie. A lot of it's about suppression of your own feelings about yourself and, and, suppre- and, and wanting to believe that you're superior to other people that you're hearing about. Yeah. That's why you enjoy the lies coming at you many times. Mm. There are other reasons of, too where you, where you want to suppress lies about yourself, like you know where, where you lie about yourself in order to suppress the truth about yourself, I mean, yeah. and, and want to do that because of, of avoidance of certain emotional pain. Mm. So, so in the end, we get the world we want. Mm. And the world we want at the moment collectively is a world that lies to us.
1: And um, rewards the lie, almost. And
0: rewards the lie. Of course, it all has a terribly damaging effect on us. And it terribly damages our relationship with God. More, a, God's truth does not lie. It exposes lies. So, of course, whenever we lie, we're in direct opposition to God's truth every time. Mm. Direct opposition. It's like you might as well go up and, go up and punch him <laughs> on the nose and say, I'm opposing you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're
0: adversaries now. Yeah, because yeah. we're adversaries. Whenever yeah. you lie... You're, you're setting yourself up as God's adversary.
2: Mm.
0: And, and at some point, you're going to be exposed as God's adversary, even mm. to yourself. Mm. Whenever you tell the truth, then you're in harmony with God's laws. You're setting yourself up as God's friend. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Great, thank you. Mm. Regarding quality 10, what does a soul-based understanding that divine truth does not allow the lie, no matter what the price, look like in my personal life?
0: Well, it's going to change a lot of your personal life, I would suggest. Yeah. Um, You know, the world we live in is constantly wanting the lie to be told. When you start telling the truth instead, then there'll be a lot of changes in the world (laughs) in which you live. You know, you have people around you in an uproar at different times, potentially. You'll have your own life improving as Uh a result because you're not engaging the error all the time. You're now engaging truth. And it's like whenever you engage truth, you're actually... You're you're really creating a future for yourself of happiness. Mm. Whenever you engage lie, you're in creating a future where you'll be unhappy. Mm -hmm. So you might be happy right now telling the lie, but you're engaging a future that's going to be unhappy. And you might be unhappy telling the truth right now, but you're engaging a future that's going to be happy.
1: (laughs) That's a wonderful uh, concept, I feel. It's like uh, long-term joy. Or short-term avoidance, really. Is yeah, what's... or
0: short-term seeming gain, yeah. which is not actually a gain because your soul is degrading every time you lie. So, mm. so if you understood divine truth never lies and always tries to expose the lie, you would live a life that does the same thing, yeah. exactly the same thing in every aspect of your life. So you'd never want to cover over the lie of yourself. Mm. So you'd never want to be a facade you would never cover over the lie with others. So you, when other people want you to lie for them, you'd never do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You would never cover over the lie in terms of the discovery of new universal truth. So whenever you discover a new universal truth, even though it might confront the world you're living in, you'll still tell it. Yeah. Right? And there's been plenty of people historically have done that on a scientific basis and been ridiculed initially and then and tried to be punished initially, but after time, you know, eventually the whole world has accepted some of these universal truths.
1: And I suppose the part of that that is really powerful is that we never lie or allow the lie against God's truth without addressing that, mm-hmm. no matter what the price. You're talking about people who are... Not lying and telling the truth about certain things, yep. but they were willing to do that no matter what, what the happened, personally or globally. Yes, they were willing to stand by truth. Yes, what they knew at that time. Yes,
0: it's um, such a it, it, it's such a courageous position when you think about it. Yes, because it, because the world around you is is immersed in error and immersed in pain and suffering of which it wants to believe it's not the cause. Mm -hmm. It wants to believe that some other thing is the cause. It wants to believe God is the cause. It wants to believe that some other person is the cause. It wants to believe that nature is the cause or whatever the belief is, it wants to believe that it's not the cause. Humanity itself is not the cause. And so when you expose the truth, God's truth about these things and you actually start saying, no, 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 humanity is the cause of all of these Pain and this pain and suffering that's occurring on this planet. And here's the reason why it's the cause.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If the person doesn't want to hear that, they get angry and try to defend their position and they will even willing to resort to murder and, and, and even war in order to prevent this truth from being known. Yeah. Now, in that place, you've got to be willing to pay the price. Mm. The price of staying in harmony with truth is that error will want to attack you. Yeah. That is the price. Now, from God's perspective, that's a beautiful prize because in the end, once the error is exposed and released, now we have the ability to move forward in love and move forward in truth and understand and have more happiness. But initially, if we don't have that viewpoint that, that no matter what the price, I'm going to stay in harmony and truth, there is no chance for change. Yeah. And this is why the Dark Ages occurred. You know, we had nearly 2,000 years or a good solid, you know, 1,500 years almost of human history where religious suppression of truth caused mankind to not change and grow for nearly 1,500 years.
2: Mm.
0: That's why it occurred, because there was the suppression of truth. People wanted the lie. People wanted to tell the lie and hear the lie,
2: Mm.
0: Right. Once we are courageous enough to say no matter what the price, we are going to confront this, change can begin to occur. Now, there were people scientifically and religiously after the, near the end of the Dark Ages that started to confront this religious error and this belief system-based error of wanting the lie. And when they started to confront it, many of them were murdered. Many of them were placed in prison for all of their life. Many of them were, you know, had their lives completely destroyed, but they held on to the fact that they were doing the right thing and mm-hmm. living in harmony with divine truth.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: the beauty of doing that for them was they passed into very nice conditions of love in the spirit world, so they didn't have to endure the hells of the spirit world. But also, we, humanity, have benefited from their courage.
2: Yeah.
0: We collectively benefited from their courage, courageous position of holding on to the truth And not allowing the lie. Mm. And this is the beauty is that when we do that, other people will benefit from our courageous position.
1: Yeah, and I can think of an example from your personal life where um, you've actually been willing to speak the truth in your family environment Mm -hmm. and exposed some errors and dishonesty that had happened and for a period of time, everyone in your family blamed you. Yep. Nobody wished to speak to you. No. Uh, even though you hadn't perpetrated... you just told the truth about some oh, I didn't do
0: it. I had just told the truth about it.
1: Yeah. And everyone... And they
0: wanted to shoot the messenger of truth. <laughs> yeah.
1: For a number of years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yet, just recently, we spent some time with your family. And actually, the people involved have actually stopped blaming you. Mm-hmm. All bar one, maybe. Mm-hmm. And a number of them have actually... Um, been able to make better choices based on more informed, uh, they have more information yes. about their lives, yes. but also they've begun to work through certain emotions that they are avoiding by avoiding the truth.
0: Yes, and that was my underlying desire initially, was yeah. to help them go through things. They were holding on to things that I thought were damaging to their lives, and were damaging their lives, because every time you hold on to an error and don't, you know, honour the truth, you are damaging your life. Mm. And then as as that was corrected, their lives are getting better. Some of them, their lives, they have embraced the change uh, of acknowledging the truth much more readily than others and the ones who have embraced the change of acknowledging the truth have had a benefit immediately or over a period of time that they've embraced the truth, have had a benefit to their life.
1: But what I see is that it took a lot of faith in you, in this principle... That, that um, not allowing the lie would actually bring about um, change. You yes. had to have a lot of courage and a lot of um, dedication
0: also, to it. Also, that. for me, it wasn't as hard a decision as you might imagine because even though I was aware that I might lose all of my family, um, and for a part time I did, um, I still would have found it much more difficult to not tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have, it would have had a terrible effect on myself personally, but also I would have just found it much more difficult to do.
1: Which tends to indicate you had a soul-based understanding it, of this exactly. divine truth. So.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, I find that if people find it easy to lie, then it means that there is not a soul-based understanding of this truth within them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If mm-hmm. they find it slipping out of them... <laughs> if the you lies. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, then it means that they are not; they don't understand the power of the truth and the beneficial effects that the truth can have in their life.
1: Whereas you had a feeling that there was a much higher price for lying than telling the truth, even though yes. telling the truth meant you lost your entire family and were vilified by your family for a period yep. of time. Yep. Actually lying was a higher price. Yes, and that's to ind-
0: myself but also to my relationship with God, but also to them. Mm. It was a higher price to them. Because if the truth wasn't exposed, there would have been a much longer time period where the lie was believed. And when the truth was finally discovered, even if it was in the spirit world that it was finally discovered, it would have been devastating to the people involved.
1: Yeah. Mm. So that indicates that you had already a soul-based understanding that divine truth does not Correct. allow the lie. Yep. yeah. Okay, some other things that we've uh, listed here as examples of how a life would look mm. with this soul-based understanding... I honour God by always stating and living the divine truth in all situations.
0: Yes. Now, in situations where everyone accepts me doing it, it's quite easy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when, when, I, when I'm all comfortable doing it and everyone around me is comfortable with me doing it, then it's quite easy. Now, there's no time on earth where that's possible. There are places in the spirit world in the, when you should become at one with God where you can just sit down with all your friends and all of you are in divine truth and in personal truth constantly, and it's so easy a life, just an easy (laughs) life. But living here on earth, it's much more difficult because the majority of people, as we've discussed, want the lie Mm. because they want to avoid their emotional painful experiences. As a result of that, telling the truth then becomes much harder, and particularly telling God's truth becomes extremely difficult when you tell your truth, it's not so difficult because people can go, oh, but that's just your truth. Mm-hmm. But when you say to people, no, this is actually God's truth about the situation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: now it's a lot more difficult because now there's this supposition they make. You're, they're basically saying, you're saying to me that this is God's truth. You're saying to me that you've got some kind of special connection with God and you're able to tell me what God's truth is. This is what you're saying to me? You know? And so there's a lot more negative emotion projected at you when you say to people, no this is a truth that I've learnt about the universe, that is God's truth. Mm-hmm. And this is why anybody who's discovered divine truth of any kind, whether it be physical, emotional or spiritual in nature, have always had to endure for a period of time generally a lot of opposition on the earth. Mm-hmm. So even if they've been a scientist who's discovered some physical fact about the universe, they've often had to, do, to put up with some attack. And the reason why is because there's just a large amount of desire of people on earth to avoid understanding truth because of trying to avoid their own personal emotional experiences. Now, until that changes, it's going to be a bit of a labour of love to live in a state of truth on the planet. However, without people being willing to do it, it's never going to happen.
2: Mm.
0: Unless people are willing to do it, it's never going to change. So there needs to be people who are willing to do it. And, and that's where courage is going to be required. Mm.
2: Mm.
1: Okay. So also I would feel emotionally the pain of mankind who ignores or denies divine truth.
2: Yes.
0: So what, what I would do is I would honestly examine the results of living the lie. So what, what I would do is instead of, instead of thinking that this is normal, so, you know, what, what we often hear on, on the world, in the world around us is that this is a normal life. And everybody generally believes this is a normal way of doing things, a normal life. Even when it's totally unloving and totally out of harmony with truth, they think that's normal. Well, once we understand this particular divine truth, that God's truth is always trying to expose a lie, we never accept as normal something that is not normal <laughs> from God's perspective.
2: Yeah.
0: In other words, we go, no, this isn't normal. This is human creation, not God's creation. This is what humans have decided to create because of their denial of truth. And we expose that. We say, no, the reason why we've got this pain and suffering and that pain and suffering collectively and individually is not because we're accepting the truth. It's because we're accepting or believing and emotionally loving the lie. That's the reason why we've got this pain. Hmm. And we need to honour that. We need to honour the fact that this pain will continue. The suffering will continue while we continue to honour the lie. Hmm. And, and if we can make sure that we do that and, and everybody does that eventually, then none of us will eventually ex- end up accepting that the life we're currently living that's full of pain and suffering is actually the life that God created us to live.
1: Yeah, yeah and that probably links to this next point, which was I feel personal emotional pain when I personally ignore or deny divine truth.
0: Yes. So in other words, instead of trying to tune ourselves away from the pain, what we do instead is we acknowledge the pain and we acknowledge the source of its creation, which is ourselves or mankind collectively. So instead of going, oh, God's to blame for this pain or there is no pain, we go, no, there is pain. We do have pain and suffering. The reality is many of us experience on a day-to-day level, physically, emotionally and spiritually, we are experiencing pain on a day-to-day level generally. What we do is we acknowledge that this pain exists and this pain exists because we haven't accepted God's truth about some things, probably lots of things if we have lots of pain. Mm -hmm. And instead of telling ourselves that someone else is to blame and instead of telling ourselves that we don't really have much pain at all when we do. We honour the truth and we acknowledge our responsibility.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's a part of not lying to
1: ourselves. Mm. 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 Okay, I don't have to push myself to live in a place of divine truth. It's automatic.
0: Yes, and this is something that we need to understand too, is that if I'm pushing myself to, to tell the truth, but I don't have a feeling to tell the truth... Yeah then that tells me that it's not automatic in me to tell the truth. And if it's not automatic, there's an emotional reason inside of me that's error-based that causes it to not be automatic. And I'm going to have to at some point find that emotional reason and release it if I want the process of telling truth to be automatic. That's what I'm going to need to do. And until that point in time, I'll have to try to tell the truth and often I will fail, Right. We need to acknowledge that every time a person is, tries to tell the truth but fails and finishes up telling a lie, that it's because they don't have the feeling in them to tell the truth mm. for some reason. And usually that reason is they're afraid of what the exposure of the truth, or the, sorry, the, what the truth exposes, the lie that the truth exposes, will cause. They're afraid of the emotions that are going to be involved.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would have put myself in that Category you were just talking about about finding it that I'm have that I was having to push myself to tell the truth um, because of all these fears. Lately, I find I'm automatically telling the truth, and then I'm freaking go, out. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> like, that happened automatically, and I oh, I'm not used to that, and I'm a bit afraid still about yeah. about how everyone's going to respond to that.
0: And that indicates that there is a change happening in the soul when we get to that point where we catch ourselves telling the truth even though we thought, oh,
2: like, <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't know if I should have done that. <laughs> you know. And that, that means that the change is starting to occur at the soul level where we're starting to now really value the truth and mm-hmm. value the exposure of the lie and value the fact that Exposing the lie exposes the error and exposes the the sad and negative emotions, and and we value that so much that uh, that it's inside of us now that we can't avoid it anymore. It so seems
1: wonderful. to take more effort to generate a li- lie, like or it seems like emotionally it feels like a waste of time to lie. Totally, like, because it to feels the... like truth's going to be exposed anyway, and I'm not even going to get anywhere unless I can face the truth about myself. So. Why, why even try to do something else?
0: Well, you get to the point even beyond that where it's so freeing to just say the truth all the time that you don't know how to construct a lie anymore.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so you don't even know how to do it anymore.
1: It would, it would take effort to construct a <laughs> lie. Well, it would take far
0: more effort than just telling the truth. And yeah. in fact, lies do take far more effort both in the short term and in the long term to mm. tell than the truth does to tell. Mm. Yeah. But, but you don't feel that unless, unless you've got that emotionally in you. Yeah. You know, while there's all this error emotionally in you saying, no, no, be afraid of the truth, be afraid of the emotion that's going to come up in them or in you, you don't believe any of that. Yeah. It's only once you've released all that emotion that you start going, wow, it's just a breeze to tell the truth. It's mm. such a lovely life. I don't know why I didn't do it all the time before.
1: <laughs> and I found that a lot of my lying was not necessarily the words I said, but the demeanour. The facade I presented to the world. And this of is course. the bit that is slipping seriously for me, yeah. where it just, oh, there's the real me just came out yeah. uh, because I can't be bothered with this facade anymore. Exactly. But I'm a bit freaked out now how everyone's going to respond to that yeah. uh, because I'm so unaccustomed to it. You know, I, I wouldn't have said that I even told. Or It feels like more of a lie when we present a different version of ourselves yes. to everyone. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and this is a beautiful thing once we work through this emotionally, is we start feeling impelled to tell the truth. And we get to the point where it's impossible to construct a lie, mm. let alone tell it. Mm. And, and in fact, we, become, we, we also then have a lie radar, <laughs> where anybody who lies to us, we know they've just constructed it. And we don't have to even confront them with it if we didn't want to, or if they reject the confrontation. We just go, yeah, I know they lied to you, know. And we don't get upset about it or anything, but we just have that radar about it. We, we know we can't trust what they're saying under those circumstances.
1: Yeah, we were watching a program where someone said their one superpower is to tell if someone's lying. So yeah. we get that superpower. Yeah, know? yeah.
0: In the end, uh, you get a lot of superpowers once you <laughs> engage in a relationship with God. But, but one of them is this ability to just have a radar for lie. Like, you know when you're getting lied to... And it becomes then easy because you don't have, believe them. You don't mm. believe the lies yeah. anymore.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and therefore you don't put or make choices or decisions based upon your, the lies anymore.
2: Mm.
0: And that, that's the beautiful thing. You, you know, Your life positively changes when you don't do that.
1: Certainly. Mm. Okay, the final couple we've got here. So if we have a soul-based understanding that divine truth does not allow the lie, no matter what the price, mm-hmm. we don't resist hearing the truth out of fear ever.
0: No. So we love the truth. We don't love the lie. When you love the lie, you resist the truth. Mm-hmm. When you love the truth, you don't resist the truth anymore. Yeah. You love it. You desire it. You want it. Yeah. You don't try to avoid it. So the majority of people who, who um, interact with us still don't love the lie. They, they sorry, don't love the truth. Yeah. They love the lie. Yeah. They want the lie. And when you tell them the truth, it's like, oh, you know, oh, you feel it in them. Oh, this, every time <laughs> this terrible feeling. That's an indication they still love the lie. Yeah. When yeah. you love the truth, you don't feel like that
1: anymore. I find that I, there's this growing love for the truth and like the power of it and how beautiful and simple and, yeah, just powerful and freeing it is. Hmm. But at the same time, it exposes my fear. Yes. And this is where...
0: And if I, you're unwilling to feel the fear? Yeah then, of course, you're going to have some trauma.
1: It's hard to continue the love affair with truth until you're willing to be humble with the the fear.
0: Exactly. Once you're humble with the fear and allow yourself to experience, you'll love the truth all the time. Once you allow yourself to just feel the terror, feel the terror, feel the terror, whenever it comes up, you will always love the truth. You'll Mm -hmm. love to to receive it under all circumstances and conditions. You won't be avoiding it in any way. You won't be resisting it. You'll never revert to shooting the messenger (laughs) of truth, ever. You will always want it. Yeah. And you'll value the people who tell you the truth. See, at the moment, most people on the planet still value people who tell them the lie. Because Very true. It, because yeah. it supports their denial and supports their emotional addictions. Yeah. That, a person who tells the truth is often ostracised or criticised. Mm. Now, if, if we were in a different condition where we loved the truth, we wouldn't criticise or ostracise people who tell us the truth. Mm. We would want them in our
2: life.
1: Uh, yeah, and to me beginning again to feel that the people who really honour truth are like the bright lights in my life. Yes. They're the people that I feel more drawn to. Yes. And I also feel they're the only people that I can experience any level of closeness with.
0: Of course, because this is another quality of truth. In that it, it exposes emotional closeness. It, it, it encourages it, in fact. And this is something we'll cover in another in other sure. questions.
1: Yeah. Okay, final one on this, uh, this quality 10. When I have a soul-based understanding of this truth, I desire truth with all my heart because I understand its power.
0: Yes. This is about honouring divine truth, like honouring the fact that all truth comes from God. So all the truth is absolute in its nature. It's universal in its, in its scope. And it, because it comes from God, It it has unlimited power. It it, it is able to change events, situations and all sorts of things as a result of engagement of the truth. Mm -hmm. Once I truly honour that from an emotional perspective inside of myself, I then am honouring God more. I'm honouring the fact that the way in which I can develop a closer relationship with God is by honouring his truth, honouring this universal truth. And it's so beautiful being able to honour the universal truth in that regard. Also, every time that I get away from truth, I realise that actually I'm not honouring God anymore. I'm not honouring the creator. I'm not honouring the person who made this universe possible. I'm not honouring the person who created me. Every time I get away from truth, I realise that I I am actually, in some ways, trying or attempting to pull down God, pull down his universal creations. Of course, it, it's a flawed attempt from the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. It's never
0: going to work. But, but it is the attitude that I have towards God when I dishonor the truth mm. uh, any truth, scientific, emotional, physical, or spiritual. Whenever I, design, design, I dishonor those things, I dishonor God. Mm. Because God is the source of all that truth. Mm. All of that truth is the truth about the universe. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, very powerful. Thank yes. you.